Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Long time, guys have had the taste of victory. You know, be $100 on the road next week. Any concern that that kind of starts to weigh on the guys and start to kind of move? No, not at all. Uh, this is 2023, so there's a lot of guys in that locker room that weren't here last year, right? And a bunch of them, free agents, uh, drafts guys, uh, you know, a bunch of guys we picked. And it's a new football team, you know, so uh, we're getting the chemistry together. We're getting the guys together that are playing together for the first time in, in a season, and we will make that work. And uh, the guys are very optimistic about that. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Coach Eberflus talking about a new team. Unfortunately, same results. Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-17. And I am here for you. That's right. Uh, live and local on 670 The Score. On a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Going to be a great one today. David Haw, Mark Grody. Got some heavy hitters on the show. Dan Weeder, 644. Olin Krutz at 7 o'clock. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is going to be hanging out with Han Grody at 8 o'clock. Can't wait to hear that. Bernstein and Holmes after that. Anthony Heron's going to jump on. Dan Weeder going to do the wrap wap around. Wrap around at 12 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel. Grody's going to be doing the wrap around. After doing the morning show, he's going to hang out with them at 4 o'clock. That's probably when the majority of us will be up later in the afternoon. And then Jalen Johnson. All right, I know we got a great lineup, but two you should most certainly be like that's worth it's worth repeating. DJ Moore eight in the morning. If you're going to be up that early, you got to be listening to him with Han Grody, and then Jalen Johnson five o'clock. Parkins and Spiegel must listen to it's appointment radio. Make sure you're checking it out. That's what we're doing for you here on a football Monday on six seventy. The score. It's Gabe Ramirez continuing the phone calls. We have a lot of feelings about this game. I know I have mine. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about what happened? Let's go to John out in Las Vegas. So, John, a lot of people are coming down on Justin Fields. A lot of people coming down on the lack of talent of the Chicago Bears. But the coaching staff has to be looked at as well, right? Exactly. That's where I'm coming from. I was born and raised in Chicago. And I will always be a Bear fan. But And I watch every Bears game in Las Vegas. Now, my... My opinion, and this, you know, anybody can agree or disagree with me, but it's my opinion that the coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. I totally blame the coaching staff from the Lions coach all the way down, all the way up to the head coach. They never prepared this team from day one. They really don't know what talent that they have, or they cannot recognize the talent that they don't have. 
All right, let me ask you this, John. John, let me ask you this, because it's a fair point, and I think a lot of people are thinking that, right? Or at least if they're not thinking it outwardly, it's somewhere in their, you know, in their in their thoughts. But yeah, what do you think that the coaching staff is trying to accomplish? Right? I mean, if you say that they don't they have no idea what they're doing, what do you what do you think they're trying to do with this team? What are they trying to do? I don't know what they're trying to do. You, I can't answer that because they don't know what they're trying no, to do. No, 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 no. The coaching so, staff, obviously, no, no, no. We, 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 we got to look at it. Listen, we, we, we can't. I mean, I understand we want to complain, right? And I'm here for that, right? Because there yeah, certainly are yeah. problems. But, but, John, if you listen to my shows, I'm all about solutions. And so in this particular thing, I'm trying to figure out what is it that they're trying to accomplish. Are they trying to, are they trying, like, first game, they had Justin Fields throw the ball 37 times. He didn't throw the ball over 30 times all last year, right? Even against the worst passing defenses in the NFL. And so here he is, yeah. week one of the NFL season, throwing the ball 37 times. So are you trying to have turn Justin Fields into a throwing quarterback? You see week two. Are you trying to get this, like, are you, is, you, is it screens and no runs on first down? Like, you're trying, like, what that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what are you trying to do? Because then, then we can evaluate the coaching staff. Then we can say what it is. What are you executing, or are are you getting close to executing what it is you want to establish? And it seems that they they haven't been able to do that either. But let me ask you this, John. Before I let you go, do you think, yeah, regardless yeah. of what they're trying to accomplish, this coaching staff, do you think Justin Fields is the guy that's capable of executing what it is that the coaches want to have done? I don't know. I'm being real honest with you. I can't say yes or no. And here, the, the, the coaching staff, they've got to figure out where Justin Fields' strengths are and where, where his weaknesses are. And then that you can work upon that. Once they can find that out, then they can progress. Be, right, they'd be in a better situation for them to, to, to actually help them out. And it seems as though they haven't been able to do so. John, I appreciate your call, man. And again, listening from Vegas. Shout out to all this. That's what this show is for. If you're out of town and they're not talking sports radio, they're not talking bears in your city, feel free to call in. These lines will stay open. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here with you kicking off your Bears football Monday. He said he didn't know what the Bears were trying to accomplish and he didn't know if Justin Fields is the guy to execute what it is they're trying to accomplish. We have to, we we need to know that. Like we need to be definitive in our, we need to trust our eyes more. And I can't say it enough. You can trust your eyes and say, Justin Fields is good. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is this guys. There are only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Think about how many people play the quarterback position in the world, right? And, yeah, I so, know so, that there is going to be, like, obviously, athletic-wise, he's top five, top ten. Can you say confidently, Gabe, from a passing standpoint, he's among the 32 best passing quarterbacks in football? Yeah, I, I can say that because we've seen it, right? You saw it on the 6-for-6 six six drive. You saw it in, you see it in spurts, right? The, the, the issue is, are you a top-tier quarterback? Because Because if you're not, then as a team in the NFL, you have to be able to move on from your quarterback because the only way you're going to get to the promised land is if you have one of those, right? Am I right? Am I, am I, am I, am I tripping? Like, do I got to pull up the last, you know, I was looking at quarterbacks ages because somebody was saying, kept on saying how, how young 
Justin Fields is. And I kept thinking to myself, he's 24. Like, it, like, like, like young, like, I think about how people position themselves and like, well, how old is, you know, how old is he supposed to be? But then I actually went to go look. So he was born in 99. So 24. Yeah, he'll be 25 in March. So he's 24. Listen to this. This is the, this is the ages. Where do you think, he, where do you think Justin Fields ranks in terms of like uh, young to old? Like as the youngest. How far down do you think he is? I'm going to say he is the fifth youngest. So there's four other guys in the league that are okay. younger than him. Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Those are your three youngest quarterbacks, obviously three rookies. Sam Howell, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and Trevor Lawrence, 23 years old. Desmond Ritter, Bailey Zappi, Jordan Love, Justin Fields, 24. So what's that? Three, six, nine. He's the tenth youngest quarterback in the league. My fault. I thought you meant just starters, in but yeah, I, I was pretty close. Yeah, that's uh, the entire NFL. Tenth youngest in the entire NFL. People that have played a snap already so far. Oh man, that's tough. Anyway, let's go back to the phone because I'm just going to get disappointed in everything that I'm thinking about. i got to be honest. I'm looking at his age, and I'm just like, ah. There's still time to develop, but, uh, man, it's, it's tough. So I guess it is. Yeah, I guess you are young if you're 24, right? But if you look at the quarterbacks, they're a little bit, little bit older, right? Let's just go to even 25. The 25-year-olds? Like Sam Darnold, Kenny Jaylen, Pickett. Jalen Hurts, Kenny Pickett, Justin Herbert, Tua. Those are your 25-year-olds. So, but 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 they were already good last year. Those guys, you see what I'm saying? Justin ain't there yet. Twenty six year olds: Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Oh man, Justin Fields, poor guy. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go out to somebody that's been on hold for a long time. Let's go to Ron on the west side. So, Ron, I know you disagreed with an earlier caller, but what what did that caller say? Okay, so the caller, hey, Gabe, the caller said that uh, he he was giving the Bears a pass for losing because he said something about Green Bay and Tampa Bay's teams been together for a longer time. Yeah, he did say that, yeah. But, chill, yeah, chill but on the, the west problem, side, too. But the pro- yeah, but the problem with that is Baker Mayfield had to fight for a job during preseason. They brought him in. Everybody was laughing at Tampa Bay for bringing him in because he, he wasn't, like, giving him starship. And he so he only got two starts with Tampa Bay. And then um, Love over there, he, even though he's been over there three years, this is fourth year, he only got two starts. And then they hold off – they pretty much outside of the running backs, they whole offense is new. They got new young receivers. So that's no excuse. Like, we need to stop making excuses for why the Bears are so bad. But let me give you this, and just listen to me for a second, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are not going to want to hear this. Okay, Matt Nagy was the coach. He didn't draft Mitch Trubisky, right? He was forced to coach Mitch. He drafted Love. I mean, he drafted um, Justin Fields. Got one year with Justin Fields, they they fired him. Then they bring in Eva Flutes, who's the defensive coordinator that didn't draft Justin Fields. He forced to coach Justin Fields. So right there, that just tells you the dysfunction in the Bears. Maybe we just need to do a retread because I can give you a few examples. The Rams got rid of Jared Goff. They brought in another quarterback. They won the Super Bowl. Jared Goff there took the Rams to the Super Bowl two years before they got rid of him. 
Arizona Cardinals. They had a quarterback that they drafted with the 10th pick. The next year, they traded him to the Dolphins and drafted another quarterback with the first pick. So, I mean, maybe we need to, like, stop being soft and swing for the fences and just put a good team together and stop worrying about, like, Jalen Carter. They treated a, a misdemeanor traffic arrest, even though somebody died, but he wasn't the reason why the, the, the people died. They, they was in a whole different car. Like, maybe we shouldn't have treated that like a super-duper crime and took a chance on drafting him. And, if you know, if we didn't have the, the people in the in the locker room that can turn this this, this kid into a, you know, and and keep him out of trouble, then that just goes to show how messed up our organization is. Yeah, I think – And I, don't have the players. And, I, and, I, and, Ron, I, I agree with you there on the organizational portion of it, right? I mean, Jalen Carter, that's obviously, as you know – a whole ass other conversation that we could be talking about, right? Because I do think he's dominating, and I even mentioned it earlier. Had we drafted Jalen Carter and maybe two offensive linemen next year with, a, with those two first-round picks, that could set yourself up for winning the trenches, as we saw the Bears struggle with the last two weeks. But going back to your point, and I love what you said because you're right, not a lot of people are saying this, Ron, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this as many times as I can over the next week that Nagy was forced to coach Mitch. He didn't want to coach Mitch. You can say that he did, right? Because that's what you do in the press conferences to win him. But, and then Eberflus, again, forced to coach Justin. These are, those are great points. And I think that here in Chicago, we love our guys too much. We, 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 we love them, and then we hear that we just heard somebody say it earlier. Oh, we, we won't give our guys enough time to develop. Yeah, sometimes there are guys that you need to develop. But there are guys that you need to move on from. And I'm not saying we need to move on from Justin. Actually, I mean, we might be needing to move on from Justin Fields just to start anew. If the Arizona Cardinals can move on from Josh Rosen, draft Kyler Murray, they're in a predicament right now where they might need to move on from Kyler Murray. Well, that was my next question for you is, do you think if they do want to move on from Justin Fields, is it potentially someone who's on the free agent market, or no, are you no. looking for Caleb Williams, Drake May, maybe? No, no, no. Ryan Poles would most certainly feel as though Eberflus is the guy still, and he would want to. Then well, I'm talking about quarterback. No, no, no. You, I know, you said I know. Fields, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, gotcha. I'm going backwards a second, right? Got it. Got and it. So I'm saying Poles would then allow Eberflus to to grab a quarterback, right? If they were to bring in a new quarterback, not a veteran, bring in a new quarterback. Polls, I'm sure, would still feel as though their regime is in its infancy. And so, okay, Justin Fields didn't work out. That wasn't your guy here. I'm going to allow you to pick someone now, or we are going to pick someone that we can develop and turn into our guy, as opposed to bringing in someone. Who knows? Maybe they'll kick the tires on some, some, some stuff. That's a great, it's a great idea. That's a great question. Let's write it down. You know, I'm trying to get my questions together. If we were to move on from Justin Fields, would you want to vet or would you want to start all over again? That's a great one. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 to score. Let's go to James out in Des Moines. So, James, we were talking about development, talking about, you know, whether or not the Bears should put certain players in that position. What do you think about development when it comes to the Chicago Bears? Well, I think you're making a great point, Gabe. First of all, I'd like to compliment you on your show. I listen to you all the time. I listened to you when you uh, talked with the young lady the other day from Tampa Bay as well, and you kind of hit on some of the points that we're dealing with right now. 
uh, player development is real important because you got to remember they just did a, a nice big turnover with their scouts and everything like that. But player development versus the product on the field is two different things, especially with preseason being the way it's used right now. The players are actually, whether people like it or not, being developed in these early games. You got guys that haven't played together. You got guys that weren't even playing in the preseason that's basically now getting time in the game, on the field, working with one another right now during the season, during the regular season game, which is crazy. But I really believe that Fields development, I won't say it's regressed, but they're looking for different things. Like, I've seen them checking off things. I've seen them looking for different receivers. And even today, I've even seen uh, the, the number one receiver got frustrated because he had turned his body one way, and he was open on the other side of the field because he had poor mechanics when he was throwing the ball. You look at him on the sideline, he's on the screen, he's with the coach. I mean, the development state, if you really are about the Bears, I don't even think you're going to know what we got on the line or with Justin Fields to about game eight or nine because it's just too much change. Look at today. The defensive backs that we have playing James, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for for calling in. And you bring up some really, really good points, two of them specifically. And you bring up two good points, and then you you bubble up a question. First one is about DJ Moore throwing up his hands. People are going to be talking about that today. And and he did it more than once. And it was, do you know what I'm talking about, Tyler? Where, like, he was wide open. I think it was one of them was like on a little five yard out to the, yes, to to the, the left, left. sideline. And he like threw his hands up like, bro, I'm 
the plays for me, and I'm literally wide open. I don't even understand why I didn't get the ball. And then there was one before that where, you know, they showed it where he was wide open, and he was like, what the? Like, <laughs> why didn't I? What the hell? Why didn't I get the ball here? Yeah. And and so so that that's a great point because that is something people are going to be talking about. So James, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, well, another one more too. I bet you Han Grody asked him that this morning. Oh, at eight. That's going to be a good question. I'm going to make sure to tell Grody that before I leave. Can you please ask him? You know, was it because you were? You know, yeah. I wish the uh, yeah. You're right. Let me that let is, me do my thing from preseason. Let yeah. me go, or even the first drive. Let me go crazy. Yeah. Now, the second thing that James brought up that I thought was interesting is the systems portion of it. And when you think about the Chicago Bears, what we've known as Bears fans over the last couple of decades, Bears play really good defense, right? They have a running game, and they have a serviceable quarterback. That was the identity of the Bears. That was the, you know, when you're thinking about the the identity of certain teams, Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm going off on this part for a second is because as I was watching Jalen Hurts play, I thought to myself, damn, the Eagles, if you go back, it's like it's, 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 it's Jalen Hurts, it's Donovan McNabb, it's Mike Vick, it's Randall Cunningham. Not to say that that's their brand of football, but damn, it's pretty, you know, give me a mobile quarterback and a really good defense and we're going to see what we can do. The running backs aren't going to be the best. The wide receivers aren't going to be the best. They fit the system, though. Right, they fit the system, though, right? The Bears have have pivoted from what we've known them to be. And what they are now, what they tried to be, remember, under Matt Nagy, was an offensive-minded team. Then they got rid of some of their key defensive pieces that were holdovers, Khalil Mack, Rokon Swift, we know. And... Now it's like, okay, well, what are what are the Bears? What are they now? Well, last year they were a running team by default because that's just what they did best. Oh, man. All right, we're going to take more phone calls. Man, That's a great question because the, the question that I ended up, I said two, two thoughts in a question. The question was, is Justin Fields better than last year? 312-644-6767. You can answer that question if you'd like. But we're still taking your thoughts on the Bears. Bears lose to the Buccaneers 27-17. It's Gabe Ramirez. Uh, We'll take your calls. Ben, I see you. You're going to be my first caller on the other side. Uh, There's some more slots opening in. 312-644-6767. Taking your Bears calls next right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, I think it's a, a number of things. You know, each drive is so different. There's so many things that happen. So I can't, you know, pinpoint, you know, if we, if I, if we sit down and we go through each and every drive, I can tell you uh, what happened. But... You know, I think at the end of the, end of the day, we just got to execute, um, especially when we you know, get the ball in the 50. At least got to get you know, some points. And um, when the defense puts us in good field position, we got to uh, turn those into points. So, um, yeah, but definitely, you know, we, I think we came out the game strong, you know, scoring on the first drive. And, uh, of course, you want to come back and just, you know, be able to maintain that, you know, uh, just, I guess, firepower on offense to uh, keep going. But, yeah. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That was Justin Fields talking about a couple of things there. Bears putting up the seven points in the first quarter, not putting up another tutty until the fourth. Talked about turning blocked field goals into points and the inability to do so. And then he talked about the fact that Every drive was different. Doesn't have the LeBron James memory. That's that's saddening. You know what I'm saying? You tell LeBron James. LeBron James has 90 or 180 plays. You figure about 90, 90 shot attempts by each team. 180 plays. He remembers each one of them. Justin Fields, you try to give him a drive. <laughs> you only got like eight drives, bro. If that. That's no, all right. Bears lose 27-17. Stats tell you a certain story as well. There's some things, man. Bears no sacks today. That one kind of hurt. Bears no turnovers today. That one hurt as well. Just, just rough all around. My dad always hypes on what's the turnover battle? What's the turnover battle? Yeah. Those def- If that defense can, even if they don't sack the quarterback, which I think is important, if they get a, a turnover or two, that could maybe be the difference in one of these but, games. But what it also does is this, right? I mean, when you think about any baseball game, if you can score in the first inning, you put a little bit of pressure on the team. Not to say that you're just, you know, with with certainty going to win the game, but you put some pressure on the team and you give your team a little bit of, you know, cushion. You feel decent. You loosen up a little bit. Jaquan Brisker gets that interception in the first quarter, takes it to the house. Bears are feeling a different way. Maybe a little swaggy. Defense plays a little bit harder. Just, just that's what that's what turnovers do. It's unfortunate the Bears have yet to do it, but. Matt Eberflus is calling the place today, baby, on defense. He was sweating. That boy was sweating like I never seen him. I know it was 90, 190 out there in Tampa Bay, but that boy was sweating. We'll get to Matt Eberflus's hair in a second, too. But we're you taking... noticed it, too, just like me. Oh, he had dude. to put on a hat at the end of the game. Dude, it's hilarious. All right, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Ben out in Louisville. Ben, appreciate you listening on the Odyssey app. Or at least that's where I assume you're listening on. Uh, but 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 what are your big th- takeaways from this game today? First question: Who was hired first, Everflus or Poles? 
Poles was. Was he? Okay. Never mind. Um, my next question is, when did we bring back Jamarcus Russell? Or Jamarcus Webb, excuse me, because that too seems to play him up tackle. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. So you don't, you're not a big fan of, of either of the lines, huh? You think we're losing in the trenches, and that's that's the issue for you. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you just look at Patrick Mahomes at Super Bowl against, what, the Buccaneers, right? What was he doing the whole game? Running for his life because he had no old line. And while Fields has his flaws, no doubt, especially with the fumbles, I can't stand the fumbles that he's committing. There's times where, yes, he holds on to the ball too long, but there's also times where he doesn't even have two seconds to even be able to make a read or anything like that. So that is still a huge issue in my opinion of this team. And this team still can't get to the quarterback on defense. And, I mean, you don't win unless you win on the line. Yeah, I hear you, and I appreciate the call, Ben. You, everyone knows, right? You got to win the trenches. This is these are things we know, and you try to get there. Unfortunately, you can't have, you know, ten first round picks to get the five best offensive linemen and the five best defensive linemen. It doesn't work like that. And the Bears were really far away from being a good team when Ryan Poles took over. Very far away. The offensive line was most certainly not where it needed to be. Defensive line, the same. And you can say the defensive line is better than last year, right? Right? Yannick Ngakwe, at least he's gotten to the quarterback. At least at least you've seen him in the vicinity of the quarterback. He had a sack last week. Was there? So, I mean, that's there. I'd be even more worried Walk- if he wasn't on the D-line. Walker, Walker it continues to be a presence, which we've seen. And so... That is better. When you're looking at the interior, okay, Billings is just, you know, he's had, you know, and you already addressed it by getting your rookies. So, I mean, you drafted Darnell Wright. Like, you're, you're, you're heading in that direction. The hope is that in a year or two, your offensive line is solidified for the next four years. That's the hope. But Ben's right. Offensive defensive line is most certainly not where it needs to be. But he also said that he's right about is Justin Fields needs to stop fumbling the ball. I mean, it's hard, so easier said than done, but you got to protect the ball, man. Some of those fumbles, it's just like every single game, and that's what makes it frustrating for, for the Bears. It's bad enough. You know, if, you're gonna, if you are going to turn the ball over, throw it down the field. <laughs> Have you seen those uh, Jameis Winston drills from a couple years ago? Where he was doing the 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 side by side, that's the drill that they should do for Fields. Because yeah. I mean, they were smacking Winston 10, 15 times or for a solid couple minutes yeah. to try and get the ball out, and he didn't let it go. Yeah, uh, let's go to Hank out in Milwaukee. Hank, so I mean, what was your takeaways from this this Bears game uh, uh, yesterday? What's up, Gabe? What up? What up, man? Hey, man. We uh, real quick, man. I don't know if you remember me, man. I go. Uh, we go. Uh, I'm. We go way back to us uh, SIU. Um, Hank, do you remember me, man? Bro, that's crazy. SIU, Hank. Yeah, May Smith, man. That's wild, May Smith. Yeah, man, that's what's up, I, bro. Good to see you. Yeah, here man, from I used you. To do, I, yeah, I used to beat you in Madden so bad. No, no, yeah, never that. That never happened. No, 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 no. 
They, they, Anyways, whenever man, you uh, want smoke, hit me up. I still whoop that ass like I used to back in the day. All right. Oh, uh, please. Oh, don't, 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 uh, that's like oh, damn, that's like a revisionist history, man. What's up, boy? You know, um, I don't want to make you cry again, but uh, but uh, man, it's good to hear you on the radio, boss. Um, just real quick, man. My point is, man, if I'm Justin Fields or his agent, man, I want to get the hell out of this city, dude. They can't. They obviously don't know what the hell they're doing with the uh, developing players. You know, he's a. He's got, he actually could be a superstar if you can get the hell out of it. Stop it. City, Stop yeah. it. You think Justin Fields can be a superstar? You can't uh, possibly maybe, think that. Know. Hank. Why not? Hank, we have to believe our eyes at some point, right? You've been watching Justin Fields for not one year, not two years. This is your third year watching Justin Fields now, right? And, yeah. and, and, and based off what you've seen over the course of three years, you can you can say that he's a great runner and you want his passing to be better because then that would equate to some superstar quarterback. But from what you've seen, nothing is out there showing you like he can do it at a consistent rate to to be that type of a quarterback, like a Josh Allen or like a Patrick Mahomes. Well, here's the difference between those guys and him. There's nothing around him, man. I ain't even a Bears fan. I hate the Bears. I'm just saying they, he's got nothing around him. And the, the franchise obviously doesn't know what the hell to do with the, um, with the quarterback. If Mahomes, I think if Mahomes is here, It'd be the same same type of deal, man. Or Deshaun Watson to be the same type of deal. When you have no offensive line, you can't develop players. You don't know how to draft. You know you don't. You know you got these. Uh, you know this franchise doesn't know what the hell they're doing, man. If I'm Justin Fields or his agent, man, get the hell out of town, dude. Just get right. the hell out of town. Save your career. But uh, I, I appreciate the phone call, Hank. Just don't pick the Bears when we play Madden against each other, because then I'm most certainly gonna be whooping that ass like I used to back in the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do hear you, right? Because the argument exists. Nothing around Justin Fields, but he does have DJ Moore. He does have Cole Komet. Where the hell has Robert Tunyon been, right? Uh, Dante Foreman being a healthy scratch, I have an issue with that. I think, I still think Dante Foreman should be the one. Running, crushing defenders' souls as he drops his shoulders so that Khalil Herbert can get in and get in there, right? So you talk about nothing around him. I mean, the Bears have gotten better, right? And th- th- this we can agree. I mean, yeah, they lost the first two games. But the Bears have gotten better. And Justin Fields is the same. Let's not forget that. He hovered around 70% completion percentage in that, uh, in that first game. Second game kind of regressed to the mean. You know what I mean? 55% completion percentage, went 16 for 29, threw for 211 yards, but I think he only had 111 going into like the fourth quarter. So those are like some like garbage time passing yards. Had a tutty, two interceptions, sacked six times for a QBR rating of 61.1. That's where we're at right now with Justin. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. It's a football Monday. Taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Haw and Grody. Uh, first of all, the pregame show begins with, with Dustin Rhodes. That's at 5 o'clock. 5 to 5.30. That's before Haw and Grody begins. Uh, they got the pick six at 6. Olin Krutz is going to be hanging out at 7 o'clock. DJ Moore. You want to know why he's shrugging his shoulders like Michael Jordan against the Portland Trailblazers? No, it's not because he hit so many three-pointers in a row. It's because Justin Fields isn't getting them the ball. And he's going to talk about that today at 8 o'clock. Then Bernstein and Holmes got Anthony Heron at 11, Dan Weeder at 12, Parkins and Spiegel, Mark Grody at 4, Jalen Johnson back at 5 o'clock. But we're taking your phone calls right now. Let's go to Tony out in Hammond. 
Tony, you sound like something that I tweeted out earlier today. Who do you think the Bears should give a chance to? Tyson Bajer. <laughs> don't don't you chuckle. Know, don't chuckle after it, Tony. Own it. Own it. You if know, you feel it, own it. Yeah, I, I love Justin Fields. But he's like the pretty girlfriend for the ugly for the ugly guy. Like it just doesn't ever seem to work out right. And sometimes you just kind of rip the band-aid off and let the girl go and then try, you know. Tyson Bajan, on the other hand, they they signed him for some reason. And then for some reason, they kept him on the roster after preseason. Everyone thought he was going to, you know, fade away. Give him a chance. He's obviously doing something right. I hear you. Thanks for the call, Tony. I appreciate it. I mean, my tweet basically said, my tweet basically said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I said I'd rather, give, I'd rather see a little bit more of Agent Bajan. If they're going to be like this, I mean, that was the caveat. If the Bears are going to be, if the Bears are going to lose every game this season, do I really want to see Justin Fields not develop? Guess what? <laughs> I got a fever. And the only prescription is more agent. More agent. I just, what would the Bears, because like, here's the thing. We keep watching these plays where Justin Fields is missing, missing guys. And I guess like Nick Foles was that dude too, where he would just at least throw the, the the quick check down, the easy throws. But he would he was risk averse with downfield throws. And Bajan, we we didn't get a chance to see him just kind of air it out downfield. I don't know. That's a whole other segment for a whole other time. Let's take some more phone calls. Let's go to Russ out in Palos Hills or Palos Heights. So Russ, we were just talking about it, right? The fact that DJ Moore had his hands in the air. Wait, bro, why aren't you giving me the ball? Did you see a lot of that uh, yesterday from from uh, Justin Fields? Yeah, uh, what I was what I was going to mention is for the last uh, couple of years, uh, I've heard head coaches, former head coaches, former NFL quarterbacks, all of them uh, cite all the uh, missed uh, passes that uh, Fields has had. It's just a constant. It's a constant uh, message back. Okay, and surely the coaches on the Bears, have the same message they've been showing to him for the same period of time. They have the same tapes. They can show him where he's missed all of those plays. I'm guessing that his, he's not yet wired for the kind of uh, quick recognition necessary. And I'm suspecting, too, that when he got that good performance out of those six plays that he had later in the game uh, uh, yesterday, that it was because they limited the number of progressions he'd have to go through, and they cited who he was going to throw to. Yeah, that's a great point, Russ. But what, let's talk about, let's take that same you know uh, comment that you just made, and let's talk about Justin Fields getting the ball with two minutes left. Right, you you have such a great drive, the six play, you know, drive gets you gets you a touchdown. You feel like the confidence should be there. You feel like there should be recognition in terms of giving Justin Fields fewer, you know, progressions to look at. But then, what happened then? I wonder. Like I said, I think that those those uh, pure plays that he had uh, were probably well programmed to him. Those were the only things he was allowed to do. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Thanks for the call, Russ. Um, great call there. Again, uh, phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Let's go over that that final uh, that drive right at two minutes um, from Justin Fields because that one hurt the soul. You come down at eight play, 90 yards, 
get the touchdown. Justin Fields throws a laser to Chase Claypool. That one gets tipped, as a couple of others have, towards uh, Chase Claypool in the first couple of games. And then Justin Fields gets the ball back, and it was so first there was the offside penalty by Tampa Bay. Bears get it first and five. Then it was the pass interference on Chase Claypool, which he mentioned and said that sometimes someone's not paying attention and you think it's a run play instead of a screen. And so the Bears get a six-yard penalty there. Then it's first and 11. And that can, was, Sir, can I go back to the Claypool thing? Did yeah. you like that call? Because I watched the game with a lot of my family. We weren't too sure about that PI okay. call. So a hundred percent pass interference. You can't block downfield like that. Maybe we just missed it. Right? No, no, no. He, well, no, it wasn't like a pass interference, like hitting somebody. He ran to go block the guy, so it looks like a pass interference when the ball's coming, like when he's throwing him out the way, instead of it being, uh, you know, like a tip, a, a, a typical pass interference that you would see down the field, where you know, if you pushing off somebody, that Got was, it. that wasn't the case. Got it. Um, and then Justin Fields obviously has that interception when the Bears go back to back on screen passes. Well, that was an issue for me. Too many screens last week against Green Bay, too. Yes, too many screens last week against Green Bay as well. Okay, uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. All right, let's go to Richard out in Chicago. So, Richard, you said Poles didn't pick the coaches. Yeah, he did. Richard. Yeah, he had a choice of three. And if he didn't pick, the, that was his only option. So, and those three were picked by uh, McCaskey and whoever, the old, uh, the old, well, anyway, he was picked by George McCaskey. And so that was it. And also, um, so you're saying, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So you're trying to pass. So, so you're, so you're saying that Eberflus is terrible and you're trying to give polls a pass because he didn't pick Eberflus. What are you trying to say there? No, I'm just, well, I'm saying that that really wasn't his guy. He didn't have an option. He had an option of three people that were already picked. And he didn't have time to go around that or plead his case um, and uh, because, hey, the season was about to start. So that's what so I'm saying. I know, I know. Coaches, but, but, yeah, they picked the coaches for him, and he had to pick one of the three co- coaches. But he still picked them. So I'm, I'm curious what you're what, – what what, are you trying to say that Iberflu sucks as a coach? I'm saying that Poles – I'm just saying Poles didn't have the option of picking his coach. It was preordained from one of three. I know, but I'm trying to figure out your next thought then. So you're saying Poles well, didn't pick, therefore. That, well, therefore, uh, Hamp also said he agreed, I think, with you to a degree that um, Tyson, Bajan, and Justin should be used uh, both in the same game. You know, just switch them around at the appropriate time. Use Tyson at the appropriate time. If it's a run that's called for, use Justin. And the last one is that Poles has yet to show that he knows how to pick players. His, the players that he picked uh, in the draft are mediocre, and the players that he picked to come in uh, as a replacement are poor. Thanks for the call, Richard. And you bring, that, <laughs> I, I, love your last, well, I love your last point, and that is that um, the players that Poles is bringing in, and, because it makes me think, Richard, that – it makes me think specifically to Dante Foreman, who was a healthy scratch for you this weekend. And it makes me think um, to to P.J. Walker, where, you know, two guys you brought in that don't end up making the, the roster. And I guess you could say, well, it's because I brought another talent and I created a competition, which is what I wanted to do. But that would be a cheap way of saying it. 
cheap way of getting out of that because I agree with Richard. More scrutiny should be placed on um, what's been happening because there's been a couple of these. But, man, we just don't know, right? We just don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what are they telling the new guy. I feel like he has more autonomy now probably than than he did last year. Maybe where last year he might have sought out counsel from the higher-ups of the Bears. And maybe this year they're listening to him a little bit more because he's earned that. Interesting. Interesting stuff. But the fact that he didn't get to pick his coach, I don't know. I, I mean, he did pick him. And I understand what you're saying. Maybe the pool of players. But maybe he, you know, he still picked them. Yeah. Maybe he'll have to pick the next one, though. <laughs> Richard, he, he, might, he, might, he might be around long enough to pick the next coach as well. That, that, that's something that could happen. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez here on a football Monday on 670. The score, live and local, taking your phone calls. We, we've had a lot of people listening from around the country, which is good. Bears fans, we know they travel well, but they're also, you know, there is a diaspora that exists outside of Chicago, and we're glad when we get people like that. So let's go to uh, Mike out in Utah. So, Mike, what you got to say about these Bears? Um, well, uh, haven't looked so well so far. Um, I think a, a rather large part of the problem is the amount of draft position that they've given up to get guys like Fields and Trubisky, and then they haven't really developed them very well. Uh, you look at today's game, and there are several occasions where, where Fields just held the ball too long when he actually had places to go with it. So I'm not sure if it's coaches or maybe his decision-making. And the other thing is they don't have a whole lot of talent on those on those lines. It's killing them. It's straight-up killing them just because they've given up so much in the drafts to move up to pick up fields, to pick Trubisky. It just doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Let me ask you this. If I were to tell you this, uh, Mike, who – Who's, when you when you when you ask the question, whose fault is it that he holds on the ball too long? Is it the coaches? Is it the line? Is it the plays? Or is it Justin Fields? Who would you place the most blame on? Uh, honestly, probably the coaches. You know, I, I'm an old guy, and and brutally honest, I'm a Packers fan, and I recall back in the day when you know you listen to Madden and those guys, and it'd be like I was at their practice, and when the guy hit his third step, there's a quarterback coach yelling, let it go, let it go. In other words, you have to make your read, put your head to the side of the field opposite what you're throwing to, make your read. When you turn back, when you hit that third step, you got to throw it. You can't, you can't hesitate anymore. You can't take a five-step drop and then take a sack when there's a guy one safety covering two wide receivers at the five. It doesn't work. You can't not throw that. So whose fault is that? Is it the quarterback or, or is that the coach? Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. I mean, I will place a lot of that blame on Justin Fields solely. You're a quarterback. I think that you take a three-step drop. I, I How about this? I say it's Justin's fault because of how – often it happens how often do you see justin fields take a three-step drop and actually get rid of it at the back end of that drop i'm talking about like one two three throw 
one, two, three, throw. Or if it's five-step drop, one, two, three, four, five, throw. What's the percentage of time you see Justin Fields actually do that? And you can say offensive line, you can say coaching, you can say whatever, but just think, just, just go ahead and just do a little math in your head. Out of 10 times, out of 10 dropbacks, how many times is Justin Fields getting rid of the ball at the end of the dropback? If you're, if you're, a, if you're a, a truther, <laughs> you would say two, and that's being generous maybe. If you were to go back and watch Justin Fields, 10 dropbacks, how many times does he get rid of the ball at the end of the drop? Two, maybe. Two and that possible. Shout out to all my spades players. That's just not enough. You play quarterback in the NFL, I would think that have to be five and a possible, six, closer to that range. 630 says, Justin Fields came into the league a gunslinger. There's a high probability that they may have coached that out of him. I think when you watch his highlights at Ohio State, he's a gunslinger most certainly. I saw one pass he threw to Chris Olave the other day. Chris Olave, obviously, now a wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He threw a bomb. I'm talking about like 60 yards in the air, 60 yards in stride. Chris Olave in the end zone, just beautiful. Even I was looking at it, it had a stank face on, like, oh my God, that was so disgusting. But then you think he had so much time for the play to develop. The offensive linemen looked like some big country fed, corn fed boys. And he had plenty of time to throw it. His receiver was significantly faster than the cornerback they were playing. He had two, three yards of separation. And Justin, all he had to do was step up in the pocket and sling it 60 yards. But it's a lot easier to do when, you know, you're fearing your your damn life, man. Uh, All right, let's take one more. Let's go to uh, Ed. Uh, Yeah, let's go to Ed in Calumet City. So, Ed, development seems to be the, the key word. So you haven't seen any from Justin Fields, huh? I haven't seen it, but it's not all his fault. I, I, I'm so dis- – I'm a Bears fan. I'm 63 years old. I, I, I'm ride or die, man, but I'm so disgusted with my team. couple of things right quick. Number one, you've got a gym in, in Justin Fields. He's got arm strength. He's got, he, he, he can run with the ball. But first of all, if you don't have a proper offensive line, none of that matters. We don't have an offensive line to give. You just talked about how you saw Justin Fields step back and he and he, he slung it however many yards in the air. It's because he had time for the off from the offensive line. Our offensive line is garbage. I don't think the Bears know how to 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 to, to develop talent. When they when they get him, and I don't think I'm, I'm disappointed in polls. He's a off, former offensive lineman. I, what, you you seeing this? If we brought Mahomes here, he'd be running for his life every 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 snap. Yes, Justin Fields needs to be developed. Yes, he needs to get rid of that ball. He holds on to the ball too long, but that's where your coaching and your schemes come in. And and I don't see the Bears doing that. And I'll say one last thing. You take Andy Reid, you take uh, uh, um, the, the coach for, for the Rams, you take the coach for Philadelphia. You know what they all have in common? 
They are offensive-minded coaches. When is the last time a defensive-minded head coach won the Super Bowl? I have no, I have no confidence in that coach. We need an offensive-minded coach. We need coaches who know how to develop talent, and then you'll see the Bears progress. Until then, we're going to be disappointed every Sunday. I think they have some talent, but you got DJ Moore. Okay, who else we got? Who, who else we got? Claypool. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Who else do we have that can develop? I like the running game, but again, if nobody's creating holes for our running backs, what do we have? Yeah, Another me, L yeah, on Sunday. I, I agree with you. Listen, it's been disappointment for the first two seasons, our first two games, excuse me, uh, Ed. But, I mean, here's here again, I can't, can't say it enough. About solutions, not problems, right? And, and So you're saying the problem is there's no offensive line. Seeing – the off off season that the Bears had, like how would you have solved it? I mean, he 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 used his first round pick on an offensive lineman. He tried to bring in Nate Davis to try to secure the right side from the guard position, and you know he, he brought in a couple guys to, to add depth pieces. Like how would you have made the offensive line better than it is right now? Well, you already answered the question. Everybody who he's brought in, did they work or not? I don't, I, I don't think that they have the eye up for talent like other teams in the high echelon of, of the NFL. I don't think they, they're on that level. Okay. Of course you need to bring in linemen that can get the job done. Well, look what happened with Andy Reid uh, a couple of years ago. They got their brains beat in because Mahomes was running for his life. What did the coaching staff do? They went out. They attacked that offensive line. The next year they won the Super Bowl. It's not hard. We were, everybody was looking at it. Yeah. I don't think we had the coaching staff to do it that way. That's a great point. Thanks for the call, Ed. I mean, you're right. That was a great answer to my question, right? It's like, yeah, they did address it, but they, they, they got it with the wrong guys. But, again, so your solution there, because you still mentioned the problem, is that they drafted the wrong guys. But your solution, I'm going to take from you, Ed, is that get better people into to draft and scout appropriately so that they can have the the, the guys that do work um, in there. You also brought up another great point, and it was that Ryan Poles is a former offensive lineman. So if, if you would, just like you'd want Eberflus to help you in the defense, you would think Ryan Poles could help you out a little bit in uh, in in assessing talent on the offensive line. And, I mean, hey, the, the jury's still out, so we'll see what happens. More of your phone calls. On the other side, though. All right, phone lines are open. See a couple people. I'm going to get you guys after the break. What are your Bears' thoughts? Bears lose to Tampa Bay 27-17. What are you thinking? How are you feeling about Justin Fields and your team right now after being 0-2? Because I I know you did not think the Bears are going to be 0-2 after two weeks. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a football Monday right here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.